welcome to this very first edition of DLA Piper podcast. The first, to my knowledge, law firm podcast series to be launched in the Nordic countries, focusing on Norway, Sweden, Denmark and Finland. My name is Erik Wall. I'm a Norwegian news anchor and journalist. Some of you Norwegian listeners will probably recognize me from my 25 years of service for the NRK, the Norwegian National Broadcaster. With me here in our Oslo studio, I have Mr. Hans Christian Birotkorp, chairman of the DLA Piper Nordic Board, with their 650 employees, of which 380 are lawyers, located at five offices in four Nordic countries. DLA Piper is the largest law firm in the Nordic region. So congratulations, Hans Christian. This is really a big occasion. Thank you very much. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, podcasting is uh, is really a new way of uh, communicating for us. We're a business law firm, so this is this is all new to us, and this is also a Nordic project with uh, uh, participants from all Nordic countries and also from international. So yes, it is a big occasion. What's the purpose? What's the target about this uh, podcast project? Well, the purpose is to to reach out to to the market, to people, uh, to potential clients, to clients, to colleagues, uh, and to to employees. Life in a business law firm uh, can seem quite isolated and shut out for other people. And the exciting thing with the podcast is that this enables us to open the door a little bit and, and show people what we're doing. And uh, I think sharing knowledge uh, on a platform like this uh, is a good way of, of communicating with people. Less than one year ago, DLA Piper became the number one law firm in the Nordics with uh, more than 123 million euros in turnover. What's the secret behind this uh, tremendous success? The clients, they look at the Nordics, especially uh, clients from, from other countries in the Nordics, they look at the Nordics as one market. And we have really tried to take that seriously. So we have established a, a Nordic law firm, a Nordic platform with offices in, in all Nordic countries. And and. Uh, so first we we merged with with the Swedish uh, and and Finnish firm, and then we merged last year also with a Danish firm, and then we became the number one law firm in headcount, in coverage uh, in the Nordics, uh, in deal count, and also number one international player. There was a lot of bragging there, but uh, <laughs> the secret behind this, I think, is that we have we focused a lot on the Nordics. Um, we have our international edge as an international law firm with the colleagues in other countries uh, so we can help clients out and and colleagues can also uh, bring us clients to, Nor- to to the Nordic countries. Uh, and we are also uh, innovative and a new law firm. Uh, the law firm business is quite traditional and conservative, but we are we are a new and sort of an innovating firm. That's what we're focusing on. I think that's the secret. Okay, we'll get back to you in a minute, Hans Christian. But now I have the pleasure of welcoming to the podcast Mr. Andrew Darwin, who is global co-chairman of DLA Piper. He is with us from London. Hello and congratulations to you, Andrew. Uh, Thank you very much indeed. I'm very pleased to uh, have the opportunity to participate uh, and uh, and greetings from London. You have been with the firm for more than 35 years and you have obviously experienced a lot, but launching this podcast must be a special occasion even to you. It is. I've been with the firm for 37 years and... uh, I think this is the first time that I've actually participated in a podcast. So I'm very um, 
proud and pleased to be part of this. And uh, I'd like to congratulate my Nordic colleagues on on taking this initiative. This podcast can uh, not only be downloaded in the Nordics, but certainly also worldwide on the internet. Hopefully, uh, it'll be a good channel for keeping the world updated uh, on the Nordics. What are your expectations to this new podcast series? Well, first of all, I do hope that we we, we do get good participation from uh, our clients and indeed our colleagues worldwide, because the Nordics is uh, an exciting and developing part of our business. So I really hope we get good engagement. And I also hope that it will be the first of many. So I hope it creates a good precedent, is well received, uh, and we continue to produce uh, high-quality broadcasts like this for our clients and and our contacts. Now I would like to ask you, Andrew, to conduct the official opening ceremony to literally cut the ribbon. Imagine that you are lifting a pair of scissors. So if you can imagine me, I'm standing here metaphorically cutting the ribbon and I I would like to declare this inaugural podcast hereby officially open and I'm very proud to do that. Thank you, Mr. Andrew Darwin, with us from London. Now that the DLA Piper podcast is officially opened, I have the pleasure of welcoming representatives from the four uh, countries, Denmark, Sweden, Finland and Norway. You are all managing partners of DLA Piper. Uh, From Denmark, we have Martin Lavesen. From Sweden, Peter Neslund. From Finland, Matti Yla Mononen. Here in the Oslo studio, Mr. Kåre Oftedal. First question for you, Martin, in Denmark. What are the main targets for DLA Piper's activity in your country presently? Well, we are very much uh, focused on on raising the uh, the brand as the number one firm in the Nordics. And we are actually just coming off a very successful reception um, in our uh, new offices in uh, Aarhus, uh, just last Friday, we had more than 400 guests, and we had a great opportunity uh, to show that uh, that we are now part of DLA Piper and uh, has a very strong foothold in the Nordics. Um, however, we are still obviously the new kid on the block, um, so we are also uh, still in the process of integrating into the DLA Piper uh, structure, and uh, this spring we will implement the, the practice group structure of DLA Piper. And then all our partners are looking forward to take part in the um, um, global partner conference in uh, in France in, in June and meet uh, the friends from around the world, but especially obviously from the Nordics. Helsinki now and uh, Matti, uh, what's up in uh, Finland uh, these days? Hello Eric, yeah, um, more or less the same type of issues that, that Martin mentioned internally, but then if I take the our clients' perspective and where they are active in this uh, Finnish market, it seems to be that uh, we are currently enjoying an economic upturn here, which means that there's a lot of ongoing in the Finnish market in terms of investments and uh, transactions. And uh, at the moment, we are very busy with, uh, especially in the real estate, healthcare uh, sector-related investments. And of course, also the technology plays a big part in, in, in the Finnish market. So a lot, 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 lot of things going on here. Peter in uh, Stockholm, what are your expectations for this podcast series we are launching today? Uh, I must say it's a, it's a great thing that we, we're launching this podcast. Uh, as we 
know and heard from uh, the colleagues, we'll, we're already the, the leading Nordic business law firm, and this podcast show that we we're also leading in innovation and and, uh, and communication with new technique, and we're there to take uh, new steps. So I, I think it's a great thing that we that we're doing this. Quite often, all how will the clients benefit from the fact that DLA Piper has become the largest law firm in the Nordics? Well, I think uh, you sort of answered it yourself. Um, we are all full-service law firms in all the all the four countries, uh, but now uh, you don't have only a one-shop, one-stop firm in each country. You also have that on a Nordic level uh, for the clients then to be able to by just going to their 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 local uh, law firm. We can offer services in all the four countries seamlessly and uh, with then strong legal teams in each country. Talking about the podcast, do you think uh, this project will lead to an even stronger relationship and cooperation between the Nordic offices? Yes, I think it will. Uh, no doubt uh, for lots of us, this is uh, this is being out of the comfort zone, uh, participating in, uh, in in the podcast for the first time, and and doing this is a sort of a, also a teamwork. Uh, where we where we build teams uh, across the the countries and also get to know each other better. Martin in Denmark, uh, as the new kid on the block, uh, what do you think about the relationship and the cooperation between the Nordic offices? I think it's actually it's very good, um, both from an internal point of view. Um, I think, as uh, as Carl is saying, um, it, it, we are having fun together. We are having the opportunity to, to spend some time together. Um, the aspiration is to to strengthen that relationship uh, down the road, and we'll be working on that. But also from the client perspective, um, we can provide some cross-border advice. We can uh, give access to to new tools from uh, provided by the international organization, and we um, jointly we have a stronger sec- sector in depth knowledge. So so I think it, it's beneficial both internally, but also uh, from a client perspective. To Stockholm again, and uh, you, Peter, uh, from your point of view, uh, do you think uh, your clients' needs and, and requests are similar to what clients in the other Nordic countries have, or are there big differences? Of course, uh, the needs are very much the same. I mean, we're we're uh, we're not Nordic uh, for for no reason, but. Uh, uh, it's important, and that is uh, one of the good thing of meeting each other to realize the differences also, and that the cultures are not the same. You don't negotiate the same way in Denmark as we do in Sweden, uh, for example. Um, but that's what the benefit comes from knowing each other and understand the differences, uh, um, and and uh, giving. Uh, an offer to the clients that is one-stop shop, as mentioned before here. Matti, in uh, Helsinki, the final uh, question for for you. Uh, how do you view this from your uh, perspective in Helsinki? How do I view it? I mean, uh, I, I would say this is a unique opportunity that we have, that we offer to our clients. I mean, not ju- not not just Nordic-wise, but also globally. And DLA Piper has, is a unique position from the Finnish perspective, and it seems to be uh, based on our understanding that, that that our clients are also now starting to understand this unique position that we have, 
uh, we are constantly working cross-border with our Nordic colleagues in, in several transactions and, uh, and that's really, really a, uh, a proof that, that this, uh, our Nordic cooperation is working. Tack så mycket Matti and Martin and Peter and Kåre for participating in this very first DLA Piper podcast. Hans Christian Brotkorp is still joining me here in the studio when we continue with our next topic, the corporate market in the Nordics. And Hans Christian, DLA Piper really is in the lead. Yes, being a business law firm, uh, corporate is, is naturally the heart of what we're doing and a part of our core strategy. Uh, and we, we really have a strong and, and integrated uh, team within corporate uh, across the Nordic region. And as a consequence, uh, last year in, in 2017, in the international league table merger market, we were ranked number one in deal volume when it comes to a number of deals. And uh, and for us, that was quite an accomplishment. And it's sort of, you said, the proof is in the pudding and, and it really proves that our, our business offering is, is substantial and has something special. I now have the pleasure of welcoming the guests in this uh, sequence from Sweden, Anders Malmström from Denmark, uh, Jens Krog Petersen from Finland, Ilka Liljeros, and here in the studio in Oslo, Sveinung Mjaugdal. And uh, first question for you, Anders, uh, what are the current trends in M&A mergers and acquisitions, just to make sure that all our listeners can follow us? Yeah, the trend uh, continues to be strong. Uh, there is a large number of deals going on, uh, also 2018, just as been the last years. There is a lot of money out there, so there are many buyers who, who still want to find the good uh, objects. We also see a lot of stock market introductions. The capital market is very strong. Uh, during the last years, there have been over 100 in Sweden. And I think especially the tech sector is getting very strong in the stock market introduction. And now also foreign companies are coming to, to Scandinavia to put their uh, tech companies on the market. I know that Nasdaq, for example, is, is both in the UK and Ireland for the moment and trying to get uh, companies to come here and be introduced on the Stockholm Stock Exchange instead of doing it locally because the tech market is so much stronger. Ilka, in Helsinki, how do you view the trends from your perspective? Yeah, I, I think I can just add add to what Anders just uh, mentioned about the activity. So it is, it is hot hot in the market. Uh, plenty of deals in Finland as well, cross border domestic deals. You can find pretty much everything as regards the industries. A also as Anders said, a tech. It's very active. A for example, Finnish. Tech companies uh, continue to attract uh, a lot of investments from uh, US, UK, even Asia and uh, other active sectors are healthcare where the many of the major players on the Finnish market are private equity owned and uh, they are sort of seeking positions in the anticipation of the Finnish social and healthcare reform which is about to take place in the in the coming years. Also as regards active sectors, we see quite a bit of activity in the construction industry and also the real estate M&A market is booming in Finland. 
Jens Krog, Petersen in Copenhagen. In what areas do you expect significant M&A activities in the second half of 2018? Yeah, uh, we've the last couple of years we've seen a, a, a high number of, of large M&A deals also within the tech sector, and we expect that uh, in, in in the rest of 18 as well. Uh, also, we, we expect uh, some of the larger uh, Danish uh, design and clothing companies uh, to be uh, uh, included in, in such transactions. There are some activities in those areas as well. And, and obviously, also in Denmark, we see uh, some uh, larger uh, energy and infrastructure deals uh, being uh, um, uh, contemplated here uh, in, in 18. Sennung Mjørgedal in the studio here. Uh, what about Norway and, and uh, expectations for the rest of this year? I think the picture uh, is more or less the same uh, in Norway. But I would like to add uh, that as a result, uh, result of the turnaround in the oil industry, we expect to see an increase in M&A activity in this sector. And when it comes to infrastructure, it is hot and will continue to be hot in uh, both uh, in terms of core infrastructure as road and railway but also in, uh, in terms of infrastructure in a more broader sense for example telecom infrastructure Anders, uh, many of you were attending the Merger Markets Nordic M&A and Private Equity Forum 2018 in Stockholm in March What are the main messages from that conference? I think the message was very positive. The PE firms look uh, bright on the future and are uh, out looking for a lot of deals in the Nordic region. Uh, many of them have also raised quite big funds recently and they closed very big funds. Uh, so there is a lot of capital to be spent. Uh, so the all, overall po- message was very positive and, and uh, they were looking for new deals all over uh, the market, I would say, but uh, especially in the sectors that we mentioned here before. Jens in uh, Copenhagen, how would you explain DLA Piper's top position on top regarding the number of transactions? Yeah, I think that, that you know, uh, for instance, uh, each uh, country has uh, experienced and well-driven uh, corporate m groups with uh, good relations to to local but also international investment bankers, corporate finance houses, also PE funds and so on. And and I think that that what matters there is that that all uh, the DLI Piper firms are very uh, international uh, in their approach and with uh, significant experience in cross-border transactions. And then in addition, uh, this uh, one-stop shop um, fact uh, that 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 we are able to to say to our clients that we can assist them also you know across the the, the borders uh, in in the other Nordic countries. I think that gives us an edge there. I think it's uh, worth mention uh, regarding this uh, that we are climbing significantly in terms of deal value as well. Um, and according to the Merchant Market League table for the first quarter, we are number four in deal value in the Nordics. Jens in Copenhagen, what is it that makes DLA Piper so unique regarding the services and the advices that you are offering? Yeah, I think that that, that where we have uh, an advantage compared to our, our colleagues and competitors in the Nordic market is that, that we are a truly a, a global firm. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had a client, a Danish client, 
who requested assistance in, in connection with the transaction, including or involving nine countries. And uh, we were actually able to to provide offers from, from all those countries within eight hours. Uh, and that was actually countries in all over Europe, in South Africa and North America. And, and I think that was really impressive. And, and our client was really also impressed that, that we were actually able to provide so on, on, a, on a kind of a, a day, one day basis. So that's really something that, that that makes us different, I think, in the Nordic uh, market. Then I will go to UK again and to London and say hello to Mr. Tim Wright. In a few weeks, uh, the DLA Piper's Global M&A Intelligence Report 2018 will be presented. And can you, Tim, give us some inside information? What will be the key points in the report? How will the market develop? Well, first of all, it's going to be a lot bigger. Um, it's now going to be up to 1,600 uh, private M&A deals, which makes it the largest uh, global database of, of legal terms. Um, so that's that, that's quite exciting. Uh, I think what we're going to see from it, and I'm not going to give everything away, but what we're going to see from it is more auctions. Um, we're going to see more warranty and indemnity insurance. But we're also going to see is that uh, the differences of approach between private equity houses and between uh, trade buyers and sellers and the way that impacts on on deal terms so if you are uh, a practitioner or a client involved in cross-border M&A I think it's going to be a very interesting report Thank you very much Tim also thank you to Anders Sveinung Jens and Ilka Our next topic is China, how to help Nordic companies do business and make investments in China and how DLA Piper can help the Chinese to operate in and cooperate with the Nordic countries. Joining me now are Marianne Ramel from Sweden, Kåre Oftedal from Norway back in the studio, Lone Mojal from Denmark and Petri Morelius in Helsinki, Finland. All of you are responsible for the China desks in DLA Piper offices in the Nordic countries. And Kåre, DLA Piper is one of the largest and longest standing international law firms operating in China with over 26 years of experience on the ground. What benefit will your clients have from that experience and knowledge? Well, I guess that uh, actually uh, the answer lies uh, within the question. Obviously, experience and knowledge obtained through 26 years uh, is of benefit of our clients who need assistance in China. I think it's also important to, to say that we haven't only um, had experience through those years, but we have also built out our, our practice in, in China. And uh, we have now over 200 lawyers uh, in China. And we have three offices uh, situated in Beijing, Shanghai and Hong Kong, all being very important business areas. Um, I think also I want to add that many of our uh, Chinese colleagues have experience uh, from other countries such as US and uh, European countries such as uh, England and, and Germany. So they are well familiar with, uh, with Western expectations. Marianne in Stockholm, what would you say about what your clients can expect? I think Kåre, what he's mentioned is absolutely correct. But I would also like to add that we both have lawyers locally in the Nordics who know the Chinese market very well and who speaks fluently Mandarin. And then we have our colleagues in Beijing and Shanghai who supports us in being able to provide the latest developments and knowledge in order to succeed in the Chinese market. 
uh, I think, you know, it's important to know that in the Nordics, we have a China desk in each Nordic location, and we can provide 24-7 advice to the client. While it's nighttime in China, we can continue to deliver advice to clients in the Nordics and vice versa. But Marianne, uh, I think you are being uh, modest because, uh, as I've heard, uh, you speak uh, Mandarin fluently yourself. Thank you very much. I've been studying Chinese since 1988 when I went to China the first time. It's uh, I spend a lot of time studying Chinese, but uh, I love it. It's a fantastic language. Lone in uh, Copenhagen, what kind of services do you offer to Nordic companies who want to invest, establish and develop in China? Well, in essence, we provide advice to our Nordic clients, uh, which takes into account all the necessary aspects for doing business in China. Besides merely monitoring the regulatory development, we also provide insights into the political system, the government structure, the business etiquette and the culture in China. And that's, uh, that's an imperative to success uh, in China. Marianne, again, what are the main challenges when operating in China? Well, one should not hide that there are many challenges in China, but it's also the challenges that which, which makes China so much more interesting, which also gives you many opportunities. When it comes to foreign investments in China, certain industries are more difficult for foreign companies to invest in. This restriction needs to be addressed. And also, it's heavily administrative burdensome to do business in China. The barriers to entry to Chinese markets are high, and these need to be addressed. Even if there are challenges, Chinese market cannot be ignored. Uh, I sat on a panel with one of of uh, the China CEO for one of Sweden's largest paper and personal hygiene companies. He said something during our panel discussions, which I think is extremely interesting. He said, China is a must-win marketplace. If we're going to stay as number one in the world in what we do and produce, then we must become number one in China. This is so true. The good news is now that China's President Xi Jinping has joined the BOA Forum, which is the equivalent of China's divorce. He has announced uh, that China will further loosen up the grip on the Chinese manufacturing industry for foreign investors, particularly involving cars, but also furthering up uh, in the financial sectors for foreign investments. Just to give you an example, at the moment, a foreign company can only own 50% of the equity in a joint venture involved in Chinese car manufacturing. This will be abolished by 2022. So we see a lot of promising moves in China. Petri Morelius, uh, what are the main challenges uh, from from your perspective in, in Helsinki? Uh, for us, is um, is of course to 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 um, to get the the uh, knowledge of the Chinese companies and and and, and do the marketing and and and, uh, and then uh, integrate with our Chinese colleagues in China in order to to get the inbound um, uh, inbound uh, business from from China and clients and and also then to to spread the knowledge. Uh, of, the, of our DLF Piper firm and of our Nordic uh, knowledge of the China market. And I see that's, that's very important. So it's a lot of footwork and I think that the, this podcast uh, is also a, a good opportunity to, to enhance this opportunity.
I'm sure that many of our listeners uh, have noticed a big news story recently here in Norway about a big Chinese company winning a contract in Norway for building a bridge. Please fill us in on that story, Koide. Well, I think uh, at least that uh, story is an example of how it can go wrong uh, when we're not only Chinese, but foreign investors entering into new market do not maybe do the preparatory work and and uh, and. and uh, join up with um, advisors at an early stage. This was an, uh, a Chinese uh, construction company who was in the bidding process, tender process for building a bridge in the middle of Norway. Um, and uh, they were excluded from that process um, and, and they had not been re- represented by any lawyers in that tender process. We assisted in the appeal process um, and um, by then adding the, 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 the legal knowledge and uh, the local knowledge, we managed to turn that uh, decision around. We were also able then to cooperate with, um, in, in, in this specific case, with First House, uh, also giving uh, political and uh, communication ad- advices. And the client uh, then allowed to enter into the process again and actually ended up winning the project. Um, as I started off with, I, I think it's just an example of, of a case where you see that it's it's important to to cooperate with, uh, with with the local knowledge from an early stage. Um, Petri, you have also something to add on that story from uh, from Helsinki. Yes, I, I would like to add that uh, we see in all Nordic countries uh, several Chinese companies interested in in EEG projects such as infrastructure and renewables due to low entry barriers and major stable economies. To mention some Finnish projects, uh, Borea Bioref pulp mill biorefinery project in northern Finland, Kaidi Finland's second generation generation uh, biomass plant for renewable gasoline and diesel uh, project also uh, in northern Finland, plants on Arctic Sea Railway through Norway to Finland, and a tunnel from Helsinki region to Tallinn, Estonia, in which all projects, Chinese ventures, are involved. Lone, we we see a uh, st- the start of a, a trade war uh, between the United States and China. We we have a tense situation. Uh, what what impact uh, does this situation have on 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 the, the, your your capability of running business with China? Well, I wouldn't be that concerned generally because uh, the Nordic countries have historically um, negotiated vast number of investment protection treaties with with China, um, and uh, the Nordic countries are known for for their liberal trade and investment policies, and um, in order to uh, to ensure that. Uh, the Nordic countries were actually among the first countries to negotiate bilateral investment treaties with China back in the early 80s. And the treaties that ensure mutual promotion and protection of investments. So, uh, so in terms of trade war, I wouldn't be concerned. Marianne, uh, are you concerned? No, I, I, I must say something. I'm a little bit of a different view, and I think there are other people out. I think this is not about trade. And I don't think it's about Trump. I think this is all about, you know, getting, um, how do you say, they they like to try to achieve a change in the Chinese economy and industrial industrial policies. Because at the moment, as we said before, it's very difficult for foreigners to, to invest in China. The barriers are very high. While 
actually investing in the Nordics, Europe or the US, the investment barriers are quite low. There's no reciprocity. So I think actually this is all driven in order to make a change in the Chinese economy and industrial policies. Thanks to Marianne and to Lone and to Petri and Kåre. And the final question goes to you, Hans Christian Brottkorp. Has this podcast turned out as you had expected and hoped for? It definitely has. Uh, and actually sitting here listening to this this whole podcast, I must really say uh, that it exceeded my expectations because... Of course, it has been interesting topics, but uh, what I think is so 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 good about it is that I I feel that it it really uh, managed to extract why we are and how we are different as a law firm, and that is that was important. I, I think we managed to do that, and and that we will continue to do that as well because we have several uh, interesting topics uh, up the sleeve. Then we have reached the end of the first uh, ever uh, DLA Piper podcast. You can find us uh, on iTunes, SoundCloud, Android and almost everywhere. My name is Erik Wold. Thank you very much for listening. Mm-hmm.